Yeah, look, I was a I was a big fan of the Beverly Hillbillies too. I, <laughs> I, I, I thought that went pretty well. I like the tin whistle particularly. Don't about you guys. No, I, it was a highlight. I, th- I think we're getting close. <laughs> I find it motivating. You find it motivating? It's, motivating. So have that as your alarm in the That morning. was motivating, not motorboating, James. Okay. And what do you feel like doing? What does it motivate you to do? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Aerobics? Every, everything and anything. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cars Guide podcast where we tear down pressure test and rebuild the issues of the automotive week. I'm James and with me are Mal. That's me. <laughs> and our oversteer colleague, Mr. Pritchard. Hi. This week, we'll look at monkeys watching cartoons and breathing nasty substances. People in Lycra, out of a job. The bath is 12 hours on this weekend and plenty of other stuff. But first, Muskwatch. <laughs> yes. The flamethrowers are real. And cost $500. Elon Musk promised that he would have flamethrowers on sale from The Boring Company, um, his tunnelling business. And they are, in fact, available for pre-order. Have you guys seen this? Mr. Pritchard, have you, have you seen this item? I watched uh, the video that he put on Instagram. Um, it, was, it was pretty gnarly. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Makes it look a bit, you know, manic, doesn't it? It does. A little bit, yeah. The supervillain... Um, comparisons that people always make are kind of yeah. getting weirdly although he seems pretty excited about a flamethrower that only shoots like the length of your forearm anyway it's, i've seen what's I've the seen fun size i've seen some pics where the flames are pretty long um yeah. and but others are saying look you could finish off the crust on your creme brulee with, you know it's <laughs> not it's not that major so i think he's trying to have a bit of fun it sounds weird but that's that's elon and he's had some criticism from the sidelines this week from none other than steve wozniak uh, co-founder of Apple and owner of two Model S's who says, look, I love the car, I think it's cool, but everything coming out of Tesla is just BS and, and don't believe a thing. What do you guys make of that? Well, he's got a good point, you know. He, the only promises he lived up to recently is that he's going to build a flamethrower. Look, he said, <laughs> Elon Musk said new sensors would enable Tesla vehicles to drive themselves across the country by the end of 2016. The company then pushed the cross-country trip to 2017 and then 2018. The demonstration still hasn't happened and Musk recently suggested it won't occur anytime soon. There, we will leave Musk Watch for another week. He's still a Fruit Loop and we'll see what he's up to in the course of the next seven days. We'll be watching. So, the, uh, the monkey story. Uh, this is an unfortunate one. The New York Times has broken a story reporting that VW contributed to 2014 research in Albuquerque, New Mexico where 10 monkeys were exposed to diesel fumes emitted by a VW Beetle in the name of so-called clean diesel. So VW, BMW and Daimler funded what was called, get this, the European Research Group on Environment and Health in the Transport Sector, which is now defunct. Uh, but So they were watching cartoons of all things and had diesel fumes pumped their way, which just sounds unbelievably outrageous on the face of it. Mr. Pritchard, you did a bit of digging on this story. What have, what's your take on it? Yeah, well, I mean, so I, I read through the the article um, and it's, I mean, first of all, it's obviously, you know, pretty heinous stuff. Um, what I found interesting about the article as well was that uh, one of the main things that they were talking about was that... Um, in addition to the, the monkeys being exposed to the, the, the diesel fumes, the beetle uh, 
also apparently had a, a defeat device on it, as I understand it, so that it was also then being used to kind of... Okay, so they were trying to capture results in terms of how clean yes. these emissions were. Yeah. That they didn't impact the monkeys. Yeah. Because, in fact, it would appear they were using a defeat device to... to tone down the toxicity of the emissions yeah and it uh, they've also mentioned how um the beetle was then compared to the the fumes that were being produced by a uh, 1999 um ford diesel pickup right um and there was a massive yeah chasm between oh absolutely what a surprise yeah. um 99 why were they measuring a 99 in 2014 oh great car i don't know <laughs> um i'm assuming that because it was a late model volkswagen it was yeah, to right. show an old banger. Yeah. You know, this is how far we've come. Yeah. Diesel yeah, is right. so clean now. Because this, that was... This is the old dirty diesel. This is our yeah. new... Yeah. Yeah. So, that worked. Oh, well, that's right. Mm. No, that's... Um, pardon the pun, that's been a horrendous backfire. And, yeah. in fact, uh, Volkswagen's chief lobbyist has been suspended because it was all about, you know, lobbying government and uh, on emissions regulations, etc., saying how compliant the Volkswagen group was. So, just another real... Um, Kick in the nuts for uh, for Volkswagen Group, unfortunately. Well, yeah, Volkswagen can't afford to have any uh, more. Yeah, I mean, bad blood. But we, what about the other brands that have been dragged into it? I know. I mean, Mr. Pritchard, you were um, amazed that that monkeys. I mean, that's the yeah. outrage, really. Yeah. I, I, I want to say, I'd be uh, investigating the cosmetics industry and and God knows what else goes on out there. But it mm. seems strange that animal testing is a thing. Um, with automobile manufacturing, well, the the Times article um, talked about the 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 specific kind of uh, monkey that it was, um, and apparently they're a breed used extensively oh, in medical experiments. Wow! Wow! So it's, really, yeah. Ah, so okay. Bred for purpose rather than sort of pulled Damn. out of the jungle. Well, I, d- yeah. I don't know. Oh man, that's horrible. I don't want to go there. Let's move on. Okay, let's move on to people who wear lycra for a living and are now out of a job. Liberty Media, the owners of Formula One, it's an American group, and they relatively recently acquired uh, the ownership of the whole category from the one and only Bernie Eccleston, has banned grid girls, the uh, people who populate the grid and other places around the podium when when the race is done and run and won, um, that are just sort of gratuitous women in tight lycra. And... I've got to say bravo. It just seemed to me like a, a ludicrous hangover from some other time when that stuff was, for whatever reason, more acceptable. And Barbara, our producer, pointed out that the World Endurance Championship some time ago did exactly the same thing. So there's there's precedence out there. It just seemed like an anachronism to me. What do you make of it, Mal? Uh, I'm impressed that they've taken the step to ban it, but I think uh, looking at you know, other forms of motorsport, it seems to have just been happening naturally. I can certainly say, uh, you know, having attended every Bathurst for the last nearly 20 years. Forever, yep. Uh, I wish it was forever. <laughs> uh, the the volume of uh, grid personnel uh, has yep. scaled back naturally. Yes. Uh, and no one's sort of sitting there going, geez, where are they? Yeah, well, I mean, weirdly, um, a couple of years ago, um, they had grid boys yep. at Monaco to try and, in a strange way, even up the scales. All it did was just lead to some objectification of some beautiful men rather than some beautiful women. It just didn't solve any kind of uh, issues at all mm. with that kind of objectification. So to just wipe it for mine is a good move. And Karun Chandok, former Formula One 
driver and current commentator on F1 came out with a great, te- uh, great tweet, would be a good, u- good idea to use the money saved from paying the grid girls to make a small investment in getting more female drivers into the sport. I reckon that's a really great thought. Um, it would be a terrific PR move for Liberty to actually do that and pull that money and uh, use it to somehow encourage more women into motor racing. Mm. Easier said than done, though, because it yeah, wasn't true. Liberty paying the grid girls. But, yeah, oh, uh, oh, well, I'm sure it was individual promotions from sponsors at, yeah. at each round, but um, I thought it was a good sentiment. Yeah. Speaking of motorsport, the 12-hour uh, endurance race up at Mount Panorama in Bathurst is on this weekend, and Mal Cars Guide has some representation up there. Yeah, we've got Mitch and Richard going. Uh, with uh, they'll be attending as guests of Audi. Yep, they've uh, got some exciting plans. So right. So Mitch has taken his driving suit and bash hat just in case he gets the call up. <laughs> it might be coming up short. He might be. Richard's got the, He's the clobber ambitious. in the bag as well. You never know. You know, you turn up at these things. Well, I thought Richard was wearing his Lycra. Oh, he's a good boy. That's right. Yeah, he probably will be this weekend. That would be an interesting story. Anyway, what it did put me in mind of was um, the fact that there is going to be another race circuit in Bathurst. So Mount Panorama obviously is the long-established, iconic racetrack in Bathurst. But long ago, motorcycles stopped racing there because it was just deemed too dangerous. And the Easter motorcycle races were given the boot because too many people were being hurt and unfortunately killed. So Bathurst wants to broaden the scope of its motorsport stuff and build another track near that track. And... um, I was doing a bit of digging around, but I think for next week, what I might do is get on to Bathurst City Council and see where all that's at. We've we've got some basic information about where it's going to be, and there's been some investment from the council and state government, and there might be from Commonwealth government. But I'll try and um, do a bit of digging and, and come back with a report on that. In the meantime, 12 hour. Yeah. Uh, I know I'll be watching. I won't be there. But uh, this year, I'm particularly interested to see how... The uh, the volume of GT4 entries uh, changed the, yep. the way the race folds, uh, and uh, you know it should really be two big races within one. Yeah, the, the top flight GT3s and the GT4s, and there's plenty of them. Because uh, you know a, a mob like BMW, they've got representation, factory representation in both categories, haven't they? Yep. There's a there's yep. a so does Mercedes. I, I want to say a six series in GT4 and GT3, and GT3, M4 and GT. Four. Right. Ironically. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you're right. It's and there's a few M4 GT4s. It's just an increasingly significant and entertaining event. Yep. It's fabulous. Yep. You're, you're, you're all over it, aren't you, Mr. Pritchard? Oh, I mean, absolutely. You'll be you'll be on the lounge this weekend, I'd imagine. You'll oh, I can I can I can go see my, my parents in Orange. <laughs> Fantastic. And, yeah, be be 40 minutes away from it all. Yeah, but not there. Close enough? But not there, yeah. Far enough. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, a whole lap of the clock of uh, Mount Panorama action Great. this weekend. It's on the telly. I think it's being streamed. I'll be watching it. And hopefully with Mitch and Richard on the, on the podium. At Keep the your eyes peeled for Mitch and yeah. Richard. If they can get a drive, well, you know, they're in with a chance. You've got to be in it to win it. Let's hope they do. Richard uh, might wind up in the safety car. Yeah, well, if he's in Lycra especially. That stuff goes up in an instant. Flame, it's not exactly flame retardant. Okay, and now a word from our friendly sponsors at the Winton Motor Company. Australian performance drivers love their cars, and the performance car they love the most is the one that's done it all. From the Mount Panorama Winner's Circle to your driveway, 
all roads lead to Winton. The 2018 Winton Turbo now features an even more potent version of the powerhouse Redback two-stroke V9 Turbo, backed up by the latest generation version of our patented torque tumbler transmission technology. Once you eye it and try it, we guarantee you'll buy it. Australia's Winton Turbo. Inspiration is standard. Torque tumbler transmission available at extra cost. Wheels and tyres sold separately. Batteries not included. Consult your Winton dealer for final pricing. Great. And uh, that, that, that's the Winton Turbo. I mean, the current Turbo is just a powerhouse. That two-stroke V9, it might be a single Turbo, but once you get that torque tumbler, you know, pulling the best out of it, it's an incredible car. Have they thought to me to cool it? Do we know? I'll get on to Frosty. Right. I'll get look. Speaking of which, where is where is Frosty? We said he'd be here this week. He said he'd be here this week, but um, unbeknownst to us, he had the intention of pulling the Bathurst twelve-hour Super Bowl double. So he's going to be there at the weekend at the twelve-hour, as he always is. He's going to get on a chopper straight out of Mount Panorama down to Sydney onto the bomber. Over to the Super Bowl, he's going to watch the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles go around in Super Bowl Fifty Two. He's got a group of dealers with him, of course. It's a you know, it's a major major deal, and he'll be in um, Minneapolis, uh, ready for that game. It's going to be a bit of a torture test, but he says he'll be there. It's a major deal dealer, major dealer major dealer deal. deal. Wow. It's a major dealer deal. <laughs> so Frosty on tour is a sight to behold. He'll there'll be yeah, you know, what stays on tour, you know, what goes on tour stays on tour. But um, I'm sure well, – I've asked him to come in next week. He's absolutely committed to it. So I'm sure he'll have some stories up the sleeve and we'll hear all about it um, next week. It should be absolutely fantastic. I can't wait for everybody to finally meet Frosty. We'll, we'll get him here next week. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about what's in our garage at the moment, what we've been driving, um, because I think it's interesting to just touch on um, what's – we've actually been opening the door to getting in and firing up through the week. Mal, what's been your mode of transport over the last week or so? I've driven a few things, but probably most notably be the new Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross, uh, which is their small to mid-size segment busting, segment splitting uh, SUV that sits above the ASX and below the Outlander. Uh, and it's pretty good. Uh, you know, it's, it's often a long time between drinks for... Mitsubishi with new models, and this one's been a long time coming, but it's bringing, it's brought a new engine, new 1.5-litre turbo. Yep. Uh, it's brought a new look, yep. uh, certainly a distinctive look in its class. It's pretty good value. Uh, it's got all the important safety gear standard uh, and pretty clever interior packaging too, it seems. Did you enjoy it? Would you classify it as a fun car to drive or is it a more kind of work-a-day tool, get your A to B? Where does it sit on that scale? Uh, it's... Fun for a small SUV, I'll put it that way. Yep. It does a good job of balancing practicality with a bit of personality. It's no MX-5, of course, but nothing is. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Coming from an MX-5 owner. Let's not forget. Yep. Uh, but it's, it does a good job. All right. Fantastic. Mr. Pritchard, your mm. uh, most recent motoring memories, what, are, what, are, what did they focus on? Um, I drove the BMW X3. Um, yep. It was a nice place to be. I, I was a big fan, actually, of the uh, the little heads-up display, um, which I'm, I enjoy those. Uh, you do have two heads, of course, therefore it's heads-up. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, I'm yeah. just being appended. No. <laughs> head-up head display. Head-up display. Yeah. yeah. 
That's a, it's fine. It's not like I, you know, like I work in media or anything. Is this, was this the X3 with the brown leather seats? Um, I can't remember. Jeez, I, I, was, I was so focused on the trick question. Never mind. I like display. a walk. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it was it was it was really quite nice. And I also drove a Land Cruiser, which uh, was huge. Yes. I got in yeah. and I didn't. It's not that I panicked, but I just I got in and I went. This is the biggest car I've ever been yes. in. Um, but it was it was great on the freeway. Um, in Surrey Hills, it was pretty frightening. But and the good news <laughs> is you can drive it on a normal car license. Yeah, you don't you right? don't need to step up to any commercial vehicle yeah, endorsement a on light your license. Truck. Oh, brilliant. This is the 200 series wagon I think we're talking about, isn't yeah. it? The, yes. the blue yeah. one we had? Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, and look, for the folks at home, uh, Pritchard might sound like a bit of a sook, but Surrey Hills is a bit of a, a nightmare at the moment. Every road's blocked off for trams, etc. So, yes. mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Not to mention Sydney pa- underground Driving a mini lots. in Surrey Hills is a challenge. <laughs> True. So True. S- Sydney underground parking lots. Yeah, they're pretty low. They're pretty, yeah. They're pretty Best tight. Times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been behind the wheel of the new Camry. And in the 2.5 SX, which is one rung down from the, the top of the heap, and I've got to say it looks pretty slick. You know, standing back and looking at that car, the design is not going to be to everybody's taste. It's sort of uncamry-like in that way. Um, Camry's in that made, it's interesting. It's different. It's not. It's going to offend some people. In that Camry has always been focused on being inoffensive to appeal to a pretty broad base. I would argue that this one's a lot more angular. A lot more acute kind of angles in the around the headlights and various parts of the car. Um, the interior is is pretty schmick, but um, it did a few things that I found annoying. It was hard to get away from the sat nav map on the central stack. You know, it always defaulted back to that. If I wanted to burn the media, I must admit I didn't dig down into the the various settings in the multimedia system, but I just found that mildly annoying. And the engine uh, was as flat as a pancake. I, it just didn't have much in the mid range. I flick it into sport try and find a way to fire it up and it didn't really get there just in in suburban driving it didn't have enough punch to to get it going the way you'd like to we're pretty used to turbos and everything these days i I suppose so that may well be it that Mm. you just don't have that torque in the in the lower revs and um it felt flat i I must say so uh, and also look speaking of what we were driving last week we mentioned that the Macan had been in our garage and one thing I forgot to say was that it has been, we said it was the biggest seller in the Porsche range, but exactly how many it sold. So last year, 2017, Porsche sold around 2,500 McCanns. That's more than some of the, the smaller Euro import brands do full stop. Porsche sold 2,500 McCanns. And sure enough, the next biggest seller for them at about half that number was the KN, another SUV. So Porsche is now very much the SUV company with the dollars in the till from those cars funding development of the fun ones that everybody immediately associates with the Porsche Shield, you know. It's an amazing business model, but it's working yeah, for them. Yeah, it, it is working. And the irony is the, the circle closes because I'd argue a lot of the people are buying their McCanns and their KNs because they love that Porsche badge mm. and everything that it says about beautiful, lightweight sports cars. <laughs> and they're buying SUVs. So um, it's a strange one to work out. But it, you're right, Mel. It's been such a successful one for them. Mm. And as far as SUV goes, they're pretty sweet drive. Yeah. I, we, like we said, uh, you know, last week, that McCann, it's the entry-level car, about $80,000. It's terrific. You know, it, it really is. The way it's built, the way it drives, um, it's hard to find things to dislike about it. It's a really nice package. Wow. Yeah. 
got a pretty exciting video coming from James shortly on the Oh, yeah, that's right. Who? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's me. The, okay. The the, uh, <laughs> we've got some other James. That won't be on the here. podcast. <laughs> Speaking of numbers, though, and uh, sales numbers, globally for 2017, it was quite interesting to see who came out on top. Now, it's, it's always difficult to come out with, you know, the absolute finite number. The, the, the industry is so massive worldwide. But we've got a story on the site at the moment uh, that points to Nissan, Renault, Mitsubishi Alliance being the biggest car manufacturer slash seller um, in the globe. And they've knocked off VW Group uh, to hold that title. Then in third comes Toyota and General Motors is in fourth. So those top three, the Nissan, Renault, Mitsubishi Alliance and then VW Group, which in itself includes the likes of Audi, and Volkswagen and Skoda and Say It and on the list goes Lamborghini, Lamborghini. Porsche. Not a not a massive contributor, but but still <laughs> every little Lamborghini. There box. are lots lots of little brands in there to make that group. They both got over ten million, um, as did Toyota. Um, so it's I think uh, we got ten point six million units was the winning number. So that's an awful lot of sheet metal, rubber and glass to get out the door. They are enormous numbers. Uh, General Motors didn't get there, but it's interesting that it's still there or thereabouts, you know, um, as an American brand. And they're very much a global one too, of course. What do you make of that, Mr. Pritchard? I love numbers. You love numbers. (laughs) Mastery of numbers, where would we be without them? Um, I was was waiting for lamp. Yeah, I love lamp. Don't we all? No, I'm just not just going to quote Anchorman You're for no that. reason. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's more of a J3, is it? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I just don't want to get a cease and desist from Steve Carell. Okay. Mm. <laughs> well, for, not for stealing Not his another one. Whereas I do. Yeah. One. yeah. <laughs> You've got a bit of history with that guy. Yeah. Oh, boy. A yeah, yeah. letter from you Steve Carell. <laughs> you don't want to poke that Carell bear again. <laughs> All right. Look, now it's time for a short break and a word from the young guns at Oversteer. What happens when you put three hooligans together in one room? You get a podcast full of hectic banter. Hummer <laughs> is for any rugged man. This manly scent possesses oh, well, a that, that, that rules me right out. <laughs> Jeez. Stupid stories. It's it's a cruise ship with all the insides scooped out, water fills it up, and then you put a pirate ship in the middle. It's nothing more gangster than a ship in a ship. You're an idiot. And some discussion about cars. So we've got the K cars as well. What do you guys think? There's this new Honda Sports concept there. I think it looks so cool. It, it does look a bit funky, mate. The Oversteer Podcast on the Cars Guide website, iTunes, and where all good podcasts are sold. Yeah, I'd recommend you give the Oversteer Podcast a listen. Uh, it's well worth your time. I've given it at least one. Well, that's great, Mel. Uh, that's great. I think one is the minimum. I think you should listen every week, frankly. But anyway, there you go. Oversteer. Give it a whirl. Now, on to more serious uh, news. Associated Press has reported, sadly, that there's been another Takata airbag-related death. This time it's in Malaysia. It happened on New Year's Day, according to Associated Press. The car was a 2004 Honda City. We know that 19 car brands have been affected by this enormous global product safety recall where airbag inflators can become contaminated and when the airbag deploys, what amounts to shrapnel or shotgun shot comes towards uh, the unfortunate person in the car and it can in fact kill people. 
Um, we've we've got a story on which cars are actually affected. We'll have uh, a link in the show notes uh, for the podcast. I think all we can do is just encourage people to check whether or not their car is impacted by this recall. Have a look at our story and go to the ACCC's website as well. Just make sure you do it. The government's getting serious about making sure that people do it, so please um, check out whether your car's involved. Yeah, it should never have happened, but the onus is on you to make sure the problem is fixed. The manufacturer is going to only do so much, uh, but uh, you know you could be driving around a car with an affected airbag and it could kill you. Well, exactly. It's one of those things that you're, you know, you hope that it's never going to happen and you just, nobody gets into their car thinking, I'm going to have a crash today. It's all too easy to put it off and think, oh, look, I may or may not be affected. I'll just cross my fingers and hope that I'm not. Um, Really, it's one of those things where you should take it very seriously and investigate. You could ring your dealer. You could ring um, anyone who can give you that information. Have a look at our story and you'll see whether or not you're in the gun sites for that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, look, I think we're coming close to the end, and um, we'll call it we'll call it the finish line. I, th- I think we're we're getting from Barbara. We're getting the wind up. I think it is. We've reached the, the flag line. is waving. The flag is waving. Oh. <laughs> thank you, Mal. You're welcome. Thank you, Mr. Pritchard. Thank you. Thanks too to our producer Barbara on the buttons. He's just this side of street legal and slowly developing normal human emotions. Very slowly. Like and thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show or anything else that's on your mind. Search for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram and use the hashtag CGPodcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. Remember to subscribe and please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps spread the word on the podcast. I hope you can join us next week. Until then, for any drivers out there looking to go green, I'd recommend the Lamborghini Aventador in Verde Mantis. Perfetto. Perfetto. <laughs>